Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next time. No, hold on. What? Just thinking. Just give it a second. Oh, look at that. Look at Ryan's on fire tonight. I think you, I think, I think Ryan was out with Grumbly last night. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) Let's just talk to Grumbly from now on. Are we done yet? This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Look at that. Look at changing things up. That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never done the banter banter. I know. It felt, it felt interesting. You felt a need? I, no, I didn't, but it was just, I just ran with it, and I don't know. I feel, that, I feel a, little bit, a little bit thrilled. It's coming out of a shell. Yeah. My, yeah. Anyways, uh, sorry, I'm still I'm stunned. I'm still, a little, little stunned. Reveling in the in the that spontaneity feeling wow. of banter, bantering. Uh, my name is Rob Minot, and uh, joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Good morning, Mr. Steve Barkley. That would be me. I think. Mr. Cowbell, Grumbly. Uh, the, what do you got? This? Do you got the dot cooked up? No, the dot's turned off. The Google Home's working. Hey, Google. How you doing? Awesome. Thanks. How can I help? Uh, you can get me a coffee. Hey, Google. Stop. Oh, hold on. I, 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 was, I was interested. <laughs> You're writing them all down. <laughs> I, I see. Now, I now Grumbly's not getting coffee, and he's, you know, <laughs> falling asleep. Yeah, he's a little... A little bitter. He had a rough uh, night. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he was out partying last night. He's <laughs> partying every, every night, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's right. Uh, to, to live the life of Grumbly. I think he met someone. Uh, yeah? Yeah. I Mrs. Grumbly? Well, I looked at my phone this morning. There were some dating apps, and I'm not sure where they came from. So. <laughs> <sighs> I think you're making all that up. <laughs> uh, don't tell my wife. <laughs> Hey, what's with the snacks? They're for later because we're having a meeting. Oh yeah, Shh, that's yeah. right. Oh damn! So I thought I'd get some snacks. Look at you! I try. Nice. Yeah, we turn on the fireplace. We get some yep. snackies. Mm-hmm. Put on some jazz. I wasn't, yes. planning, I wasn't planning on the meeting being that long. <laughs> yeah, you're here for the you're here for the duration, buddy. Um, what uh, what's been going on with you guys? Anything interesting? How's that coronavirus doing? Oh, it's it's growing in leaps and bounds. Every night I listen to CBC, I hear it's up to, you know, 19,000 cases and over 400 have died. And Canada's got a plane over there ready to bring people home and another one on standby. Just it's crazy. I would like to point out that uh, the average flu, just, you know, the regular <laughs> flu that's gone through the U.S. over this uh, last little while, yeah. has killed 8,200 people so far. So What's really? Yeah. So yeah. 
this coronavirus thing, although the numbers sound alarming. In, eh. in perspective, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why that is. That's that's a really interesting point. Is it because... I, yeah, I don't know. Is well, it, like, it's the regular flu just doesn't spread as easily, I guess. Does it? I don't know. It probably like, spreads easier. What What is... What's What's the deal? Well, that, yeah, I guess the biggest difference with the coronavirus versus the regular flu virus is the fatality rate is considerably higher. You know, a lot more people have had the, the regular flu than have had sure. the, the coronavirus. I see. And uh, the other big concerning issue with it is the fact that uh, it's transmissible from person to person before anybody shows symptoms. Right. Yeah. Like with the regular flu, hard. once you're showing symptoms, you can be contagious. But with the coronavirus, you may not even know you have it. Until a couple days later. Mm. Yeah, that's a drag. I made a mistake. I took the bus over and I, I grabbed the pole. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. I was a little, was a little alarmed at that, so I had to wash my hands as soon as I got here. Oh great! You Good touched point. all my doors. You touched. Yeah, my sorry. Railings. You might want to use some <laughs> hand sanitizer deed. on your doorknob. Yeah. yeah, wipe the dog down. Yeah, that's wipe right. The dog. I didn't pet him. It's okay. <laughs> Not till after. Uh, all right. Well, that's that. How are you liking Twitter, being back on Twitter? I've noticed a lot of activity over there in your feed. Yeah, I had kind of a, a, a run on Twitter for a while. I was I was getting pretty enthusiastic there. And now I think I've kind of gotten over the initial rush. And, the novelty. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm back to, you know, sending out pictures of puppies and things. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Well, you know, it's hopefully it's not a gateway a gateway, gateway social app. media. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, I'll be sitting there shaking my hips on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Nobody wants to see that. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Mm, Rob. What, uh, what in the world are we doing today? Today, we are pleased to have back on the show with us Karthik Cannon from Envision AI to talk about a new product they're coming out with later this year. And what is that product? Don't tickle people with they their They have feather. to listen to the show. Find it. I'm going to put it in the show notes. They're going to see it. <laughs> it's okay. All right. It's, it's not going to be a big reveal. They're taking their Envision AI app and putting it on a pair of smart glasses. Mm. And not just any pair of smart glasses. That's right. It's the Google Glass Enterprise Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, in a way, in in my own, for my own benefit, I kind of hope that. Google Glass does not catch on, that they don't become the next big mainstream smart glass. Why? Just because you can barely pronounce it? Correct. <laughs> yeah, that is that is it. I hope Apple comes out with something called the Apple Glass. Well, now we, that see, I can pr- I, that's you can, perfect. You can say that. Say Google Glass five times. Go, no, Google Glass. Google Glass. Google Glass. Google Glass. Google Glass. <laughs> I sound drunk and I I try to, and really people are not drunk. Well, I think too, keep in mind that, you know, there's been kind of a big push on AR. And so Apple's glasses from rumors I've seen and heard are going to be a pair of AR glasses, not necessarily, you know, the smart quote unquote glasses that we're talking about with OCR apps and that type of thing. So you figure they're going a different direction. They're going AR. Yeah. The Bose frames are going to have an AR camera. I think Apple's going to come up with AR. I think that's where they're they're leaning 
See, that's going to be really interesting if they go a completely, completely different direction than everybody else has been going. Yeah, you know, I think they'd be smart, Applewood, to, you know, base it off of iOS, hopefully, and then their whole ecosystem of apps that are accessible would be available to everybody. Damn. But. Damn, you know, that would be pretty t- pretty tempting. Be, I, I'd it'd have it'd to say I would be tempted yeah. to go back into the Apple ecosystem mm-hmm. if, if they did that. Apple's huh. got a loyal following. You know. Huh. But I don't know. It's such a different company than it was 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. Yep. Huh. We shall see. Yeah. We say that a lot. Yes, we do. It's the benefit of being in a, a tech podcast is that there's a lot of, we shall see. Let's see what happens with this company. That's right. Well, we don't know until it's released, right? We don't right? know. So. shall see about that robot, that mm-hmm. robotic guide dog. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's exciting. It is exciting. I, I know it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I know. This is Rob Minot, co-host for the world-famous assistive technology podcast, AT Banter. And I want to break in here on the show in order to tell you about a pretty amazing product that our parent company, Canadian Assistive Technology, has started to carry. It's called the Canute 360, and it's the world's first multi-line digital braille ebook reader. Now, the Canute 360 was developed by and with the blindness community, which makes it unique and it makes reading digital braille ebooks affordable, enjoyable, and practical. You see, the Canute 360 has, as you may have guessed, 360 cells, which is basically nine lines of 40 characters of braille. This gives the Canute 360 a distinct advantage when it comes to reading braille because of this multi-line capability. Now, the Canute 360 supports all six dot braille codes and is ideal not only for books, but for math, charts, tables, and even music, and this makes it the perfect choice for the student in your household. And there's even more good news. With its proprietary technology, the Canute 360 is less expensive than most other single-line 40-cell braille displays on the market at only $3,355. For more information on the Canute 360 or to order yours today, just head on over to the Canadian Assistive Technology website at www com. That's www.canastech.com. Or you can call us toll free at 1 844 795 8324. That's 1 844 795 8324. And now, back to the show. All right, joining us now is Karthik Kennan from Envision. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Can you able to hear me? I can hear you just fine, yep. Awesome, awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Doing good. good. Uh, quite hectic, but good. But joining us again is Rob Minot, who was on the show with us previously as well. Hi. Yes, we go. Me, Hi, Karthik. Rob. Hey, yes. how you doing? Yeah, we go way back, Ryan. <laughs> That's We've right. actually gone out for yeah. drinks without you, so... Well, you've gone to the Netherlands, have I you? I have, yeah. I was, there, I was there last month, and we were hanging out, so... Wow. Oh, nice, nice, nice. You could have let me know, you know, I mean, uh, our office uh, is in The Hague, which is really accessible uh, by trains and stuff like that from Amsterdam, so... 
uh, yeah, you just drop by uh, the next time you're in town. Any of you guys. <laughs> See, there you go, Ryan. I've already got an invite. He said any of us guys, not just you. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. No, these guys are no fun. <laughs> They'll bring us down, believe yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's nice to be back. Uh, nice to be talking about uh, something new again. Well, yeah, this is so. this is exciting. This is why we wanted to bring you on because, uh, you know, Ryan, Ryan came across the you know the article about the new glasses and and he was uh mm-hmm. he was he was biting at the bit to to get you back on to talk about them so why don't we just dive right in and um sure. we, we let's start talking about the the new glasses so now how long have you guys been been developing them for well you know uh to give you a little bit of trivia envision is sort of when we started envision the idea was to put the software onto a wearable that was the initial idea that we started off with uh, back in 2017, right? But, um, you know, at that time, wearables weren't really a thing. And when we started to look around, we couldn't find uh, wearables really out there. So we started, we thought, okay, let's make this an app first and then come back to wearables, uh, you know, when uh, the time is right. And uh, so it's it's been, you know, to think about it in, in some way, it's been two years in the making. Uh, but uh, we started to really take a serious look at this somewhere in uh, mid-2019. So that's when we really started to go back to glasses to really study what's out there and uh, to get a few samples and to start building early prototypes of the, the software uh, on different kinds of smart glasses. So it's been, it's been around for almost, uh, I would say, about six to eight months now. Yeah. And why don't we back up a little bit and just explain a little sure. bit about the Envision AI app and what it is and what it sure. does. Sure. Um, so Envision is actually an app that helps uh, people with a visual impairment to live more independently. So what it offers is, you know, it gives people the ability to read text or recognize faces or recognize objects uh, and so on. So Envision is an app that can do a lot of things, but uh, what it does really, really well is being able to read text. So the app can read in more than 60 different languages, including French, uh, Hebrew, Arabic, Chinese, and so on. Uh, and it's able to read text from any kind of uh, uh, from any kind of surface. And so people use Envision to read short pieces of text. They can read documents like letters. They can scan multiple pages at a time. They can even import like really big books. Like you know, I know people who uh, have imported like a 2,000-page PDF and uh, being able to read it. So these are things that you can't do with any other app out there. And uh, that's something that Envision is really, really good at, just being able to read all kinds of text. So that's the app. It's out there on iOS, out there on Android, uh, free to install for the first 14 days. Uh, and you get, and anyone can give it a shot right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you about was, you know, with the landscape of these apps, just getting uh-huh. broader and broader with seeing AI and VoiceDream Reader mm-hmm. and Scanner and KNFB Reader, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what was it that sets Envision AI apart? And I think you've just explained that, all the language supported, reading, mm-hmm. importing large large yeah. text files. and Yeah, yeah. I think um, we, like I said, really stand apart when it comes to reading text. Um, so, of course, you can read all kinds of text with Envision and the kind of languages that you can read. So that's something that's very unique about the app. Uh, another thing that's very, very unique about the app in today's landscape is the fact that we're available on both iOS and mm. Android. Right. And, uh, you know, unlike uh, something like Google Lookout, which is only there for the few high-end devices, you know, right. the people who can afford a Pixel mm-hmm. or high-end Samsung, Envision is actually available from Android 5 and above. Right. right. 
So it's available on a huge array of devices. Uh, and that's something that, again, sets us really apart uh, from rest of what's there. And of course, you know, the kind of uh, features that we also have within the app uh, also sets us apart. So even though something like Seeing AI does have many features, uh, I think Envision offers, uh, you know, similar kind of features, but also goes a long way uh, more. So for example, we have uh, something called Scan and Find, which is basically a tab which helps you to scan for faces or objects in your surroundings of interest to you, you'd be able to personalize the app by teaching it faces. And we're also working on teaching objects as well. So there are uh, so much, there's so much more than reading text, but it really is good at reading text. So it's, it's a very Swiss army knife kind of a tool that, uh, that people can install. Well, I think too, the fact that it's available on Android, you know, for those people yep. who are using a Hims Polaris note taker or a Braille note touch plus, you know, both those are running Android and have cameras built in. So you could use Envision AI to, you know, scan a picture of a document and, and import that into your note taker. Hmm. Yeah, and Android is actually a platform that we are very, very excited about. And, uh, you know, we've been rapidly building new features uh, on the Envision app uh, the last couple of months. And that's going to be the theme for us this year as well to really keep focusing on Android and to make sure that, the work that we do at Envision is uh, available to as many people in the community as possible. Like we always try to make sure that you don't have to own a high-end phone uh, or a high-end tablet to be able to use Envision. Uh, we try to build our software as nimble as possible so it's available on as many devices as possible. That's the aim with the Envision app. Right. So it sounds like it, it was just a logical next step to take that app and then... Right. Yeah. try to get it into a wearable oh yeah it, it totally was uh i mean it was like like i said you know it was what we wanted to start off with that was the initial vision uh and now we saw that a lot of the smart classes that are out there are becoming more and more capable right and uh, we also think that uh, smart classes are going to be like the next evolution yes. mm -hmm. in yep. computing itself like you know i mean we've had conversations with people in silicon valley and and i can tell you that yeah there are all these big companies working very 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 hard on trying to you know make smart classes for the masses right yeah so it's yep. definitely something that we see coming and uh, it definitely is a natural progression because all these smart classes today run on android yep. and also because we've been optimizing envision from day one to be able to run on smart classes or run on these low-powered uh, connected devices. So we definitely thought that, okay, this is the next step. And when the hardware uh, started to become ready, our software was just in the right place at the right time to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying that on the show for probably the past year, but wearables mm -hmm. um, definitely are the next phase. Uh, that's oh. that's going to be the, the next really big thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, I, you know, the yeah. time is right. And it's funny, something like, you know, a platform like Google Glass, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's been around for so long. And, you know, you, I remember yeah. that initial push when they really tried to, to bring it to market and people mm -hmm. just weren't ready for it. it. It was just too far ahead of its time. But mm -hmm. right now, it's, it's the right time. You know, it really oh, yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I mean, it, this is something that, uh, you know, sort of surprised us as well, you know, because we were 
initially we initially prototyped with the Google Glass way back in 2018. You know, we purchased the Google Glass off eBay uh, and uh, we tried to put the Envision app on the Google Glass, and it was a spectacular failure. So we sort of parked. <laughs> so we parked the Google Glass aside, thinking that you know what, these guys are not going to do anything about it, uh, and we just left it there. And we were trying all these different kinds of other smart glasses, and none of them were working right. And one day out of the blue, I just saw that Google announced the new the new Google Glass, which, you know, when I read the specs, it just felt so right for Envision. And uh, then, you know, I just spent the next week uh, trying to write to everybody at Google uh, that I knew trying to get our hands on the glasses. So, uh, and we got our hands on the glasses, a very early pre-release version, uh, which Google asked us to keep quiet about in October of last year. And uh, the moment we got it and the moment we ran the first version of Envision on the Google Glass, we knew it was just right. Uh, and that's when we started to go all in on it. And it's been it's been pretty phenomenal, the new Google Glass. It's, it's amazing, actually. And what are the specifications of the Google Glass? Okay, so the, the, it runs the new Snapdragon processor, which is basically, uh, you know, really geared for computer vision applications. And it also comes with a sufficient amount of uh, RAM. I think um, I think it's 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 pretty decently powered uh, at this point. I'm just going to quickly look up the specs myself because I don't remember at the top of my head. But yeah, you it runs Android 8 and it runs a very pure flavor of Android. So you know there's no restrictions in terms of the apps that you can run on the glass. Uh, it comes with a nice 3 GB, you know, RAM, so it's pretty decently powered, and uh, comes with a nice uh, 32 GB, you know, flash storage as well. So it's it's pretty good overall, and the camera itself is quite good. So you have a nice 8 megapixel camera that uh, you know it it you don't have zoom, but uh, I think it still does a pretty decent job. The speakers, there is a speaker through which you can hear the audio output, and it can also connect to Bluetooth. Uh, the charging, the battery lasts quite decently. So you, uh, we, in our testing, we've seen that it basically lasts for about uh, seven to eight hours on standby. And uh, if you were to use the Envision app, uh, it comes up to about four hours. Yeah, which is twice more than any you know other similar device out there in the market today. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty powerful, I would say. So was there was there a little bit of a of was was there a bit of pre-planning here like were you guys always sort of just kind of waiting for the smart glass technology to sort of catch up to what you needed it to do or was it sort of a matter of you know what let's sort of really get let's perfect the app first and then we will sort of ease into uh, the idea of a wearable Actually, you know, it's a, it's a bit of both, right? So we were always building the software in such a way that tomorrow, if there was a new platform, um, as long as there were some basic specifications met, we could take the, 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 the technology that we built for the app to easily port it to the glasses. So that was always on the top of our minds and we were always on the lookout uh, for, you know, uh, new hardware in, when it comes to smart glasses. On the other hand, we also knew that this was something that we had really no control over, you know, I mean, we also right. didn't know like something like the new Google Glass was coming out. So we kept our focus on the app 
uh, and try to perfect it as much as possible. So it was keeping like one eye on the smart classes industry and, you know, seeing if there's anything, you know, in the wearables category that we could really work with. And the other eye was basically just focused on keeping the app as, as good as possible. And going forward, I think it's, it's the, our strategy is still going to be the same. The app is still going to be something that we will continue to put enormous amount of resources into. Uh, and we are going to, and the work that we do on the glasses is basically going to be an extension of the app. Right. You know, it's, it's not a completely new product. It's taking what the app does and then it's just extending it to another platform. Right. And that's, that's how we have sort of set it up and envisioned right now. So can you give us a, a little bit of an idea of, of what the, maybe the form of the glasses are at the moment? I mean, I, I know that right now you're, you're sort of still, still building it, um, uh -huh. you know, but can you give us an idea of just like what, just for people who don't really understand or, mm -hmm. or even can conceive of, of what these might, might be like, can you just give us a, mm -hmm. a real, a real quick snapshot of, of what they, what they are? Right. So. For anyone who has not, you know, uh, felt or used the Google Glass before, uh, it's basically like wearing any other kind, you know, any other pair of spectacles, right? So you just assume that there is a frame, and then on one side of the glasses, you have the you have the Google Glass uh, on just one side of the frame, and uh, you have a touch um, a touch pad area that is somewhere located next to your temple, right? So if you were to just touch your temple, that would be the area where the touchpad exists. And behind your ears uh, lies the, you know, the processor and all those things, right? So it's basically like one side of the frame with the temple as a touchpad and behind your ears lie the, uh, the processors and the battery and so on, right? And uh, you can basically go ahead and... Uh, so the Google Glass doesn't come with any accessibility layers like TalkBack or whatever. So we built our own version of TalkBack on the Google Glass. And uh, you could basically use the touchpad to swipe through the different options on the Google Glass. So you have all the features that you have on the Envision app are also going to be on the Envision glasses, the Envision, uh, the, the app on the Google Glass. So you could just swipe through different features, uh, sorry, different, you know, uh, functions. And as you swipe through, uh, the app will basically speak out the options to you, just very similar to your experience with TalkBack. And right. when you actually go ahead and want to go into a particular option or activate a particular option, you just tap on the touchscreen area and then it would go into the option and then it would start doing uh, whatever task you wanted to do. So if you want to read text instantly, you just need to go to the instant text option, tap it once, and then it starts, you know, or, or immediately reading out whatever is in front of you. So that's to give you an example of the Google Glass. And right. there is a small speaker that's located right next to your ear. So, I mean, for an average person, the speaker will more or less be sitting in front of their ears. And, uh, you know, they can go ahead and hear, um, you know, it's loud enough for you to hear, but not loud too loud so that everyone else around you also hears it. And it also has pretty decent... Uh, uh, you know, loudness when you are walking uh, out and about as well. So that's like a very vague idea of what, what the Google Glass looks like and feels like. Yeah. So because it's Android-based, can you, uh -huh. can you mm -hmm. install other Android apps on it? 
Uh, not at the moment, okay. no. So at the moment, uh, so because like I mentioned that you know uh, the Google Glass doesn't come with any kind of accessibility layer, right. and uh, when we spoke to the Google Glass team, this was not something uh, that they're also working on because of you know technical constraints on their side, right? So at the moment, when you basically get the Google Glass from us, it's going to come preloaded with the Envision app. And uh, as soon as you open up the glasses and start using it, Envision app is going to open up automatically, and you'd be able to do everything from within the Envision app itself. And it also can connect to your phone. So just like how you pair your AirPods or any other Bluetooth device, you'd be able to pair the Envision glasses with the Envision app, and uh, you'd be able to control the glasses from the app as well. So, give us an idea of some of the features uh, that that um, you know are currently in the build, and maybe if you can, or if you're comfortable with uh -huh. it, like some of the stuff that you're you're planning on on putting in. All right. Uh, so basically, I mean, it's, it's no big secret. I mean, everything that you have on the Envision app uh, will also come onto the glasses, right? So you have. Uh, instant text, which you can read short pieces of text with, uh, document text, which is for documents and scanning multiple pages, uh, describe scenes. So all of the features that you see today on the Envision app are going to be on the glasses as well. Apart from that, uh, we're working on one more feature, which is basically, you know, uh, using the glasses to call your friends or family members. So you can make a video call directly from within the glasses uh, to any friend or family member and they would have like a companion app uh, and they can go ahead and uh, and answer your calls uh, as you make them from the glasses. And uh, along with uh, a video feed of what you see, they would also be able, you'd also be able to share additional information such as location data or, uh, you know, stuff like that. So that's another thing that is going to be something that's specific to the glasses as well. Were you guys at the recent ATIA show? Uh, no. no, but we're going to be at CSUN in March, so that's one thing, though. Okay, yes, our our, our boss, Steve, is going to be at CSUN. Oh, oh look nice. at that. Yeah. Yeah. These guys yeah. up. Yeah. Because we're actually, you know, uh, so at CSUN, we, we plan to start the pre-orders uh, for the glasses. So uh, anyone who drops by our booth at CSUN can try out the glasses for themselves uh, and really see how that works. So, yeah, we're quite excited about that. And what is your scheduled release date at this time? Do you have one yet? Uh, so we have a rough, uh, you know, release timeline. So we are going to launch the glasses, uh, you know, pre-order campaign in March, and we plan to ship them uh, by July, August. So that's when we plan to ship hmm. them. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so the pre-orders are going to basically either be on uh, either Kickstarter or Indiegogo or some platform like that. And uh, we're going to go ahead and, you know, wait for the pre-orders to finish. And then in the meantime, we're going to keep perfecting the software, keep, you know, uh, doing more tests with it. And we plan to start shipping them out uh, by July, August. That's the, that's the rough timeline as of now. And do you have a price point set yet? Yes. So we're actually still, you know, really uh, trying to get into the details of the price point. Uh, with Google and a few other partners and so on. Uh, but we hope to price the glasses around $1,500. That's what we hope to price the glasses at. Yeah. And that's at least for the pre-order campaign, 
that's thousand five hundred to thousand eight hundred dollars is what we hope to price it at basically. And that's American. Uh yes, that's yeah. American. That's okay. US dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that that's the idea. Um, so was Google always your the, the first pick in terms of choosing a platform to to build on, um, or did you guys look at other you know smart glass platforms out there? We we actually started looking at uh, a plat- uh, you know I don't know if you guys know about Boozix. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we started looking at Boozix. You know that was the first. Uh, sort of brush with uh, what's out there in smart glasses. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, pretty soon we realized that uh, the Boozix is a very, very restricted platform. I mean, it's, uh, it's, not a very, it's not a very powerful hardware device. At the same time, it's a very restricted software platform. So we didn't get too far with that. Uh, and we were also in touch with um, a few companies uh, based out of Hong Kong and so on uh, to get smart glasses from them. So those are glasses that connect to your smartphone. And uh, we're also sort of actively working on a slightly low-cost uh, version of glasses where you could basically plug it onto your smartphone and your smartphone would go ahead and, you know, uh, the Envision app on your smartphone would go ahead and do all the processing uh, right. and the cameras would just come from the smart glasses that you're wearing. So we're looking at that as an option as well. So we have been trying to work with those uh, companies as well that make smart glasses. Um but apart from that, we were trying to talk to a few European companies uh, to see if we could uh, have a wearable camera instead of a smart glasses. So you could right. wear the camera as some kind of a necklace, sure. and then it would run a version of Envision on the glasses. So, but yeah, like we couldn't get too far with those guys as well. Uh, and also because we felt at some point that you know having to point around with wearing a camera necklace setup isn't like the best kind of user experience. Like, I mean, right. imagine if you want to go and point at something, you'll have to turn your entire body and it's super weird. Yes, right? that's right. So, Glasses are I far mean, more have... intuitive. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that's the reason why, you know, we decided to sort of keep that aside for now. And uh, I don't know, like we explored so many different options. Uh, are, if you look at the Envision office right now, you'd find easily like five, six pairs of smart <laughs> glasses. <laughs> Yeah, all of them running some version of the Envision app. Uh, um, but yeah, like like I said, you know, we were doing all these different things, and then all of a sudden, the Google Glass just came out of the blue, and we were right. like, "Oh shit, this is really what we need." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's funny too because it's a little bit of a of a you know of a game because you have to really look look forward and try to anticipate what is going to happen in the market. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. if you're using something like Google as a platform um, and Google Glass as a as a product hits the mainstream and ends up being, the, you know, the first really big smart glass manufacturer out there that's that starts to become to get some real attraction. Um, that's going to really benefit you guys because what's probably automatically going to happen once once that device becomes more mainstreamed is that the price point starts to dip a little bit, um, yeah. which is which is only going to you know benefit you from using it as a platform. And you know Apple, I mean, uh, we know that you know there's there's you know rumors in the wind that they're working on a wearable, but uh, oh, yeah, it sounds like very very rumors actually yeah and yeah. i'm sure they are i mean they'd be they'd be re- silly if they weren't but they're just 
too far behind the pack in terms of you know Google's been mm-hmm. Google's have been sitting on this for years and years. So I, I really think that you guys are smart in in picking Google for, um, for a variety of different reasons. Obviously, I want I want to expand on that a little bit though. You know, mm-hmm. Karthik, mm-hmm. you were saying that you, you guys found the View Six to be quite restrictive in its you know processing power and the platform itself. But yeah. you also mentioned earlier that the Google Glass has no accessibility frameworks, so we're going to be limited by the sounds of it to only being able to run the Envision AI app. Um, well, you know, wouldn't it make yeah. wouldn't it make more sense to find a, a platform, whether it's Android, iOS, or whatever, that would give people who are spending that kind of money on a product the ability to install their accessible GPS apps or their Daisy Player apps or you know, get more functionality from a device like this. That's actually a great point that you raise, you know, I mean, it's something that I've also felt a lot, um, you know, um, I've, I've also been thinking a lot about that. And we've been putting a lot of thought into, into where this industry is going and where we are positioned right now. So one thing that I want to like, sort of, you know, like you or the audience know is that, you know, we're starting off with the Envision app on the glasses. Uh, but, you know, we're talking to multiple partners right now who might eventually, you know, want to come on board uh, with us in the Envision app. And we might make these apps available, you know, in the future uh, as part of the Envision package. We might basically go ahead and partner with these companies uh, that are like, for example, building accessible GPS apps and so on, or the Daisy Reader or whatever, right, to mm-hmm. basically come on to the platform with us, right? And we might just provide them the accessibility layer and they might uh, choose to come on board uh, with us on this new platform. That's actually something that we're really, you know, working on. We're talking to different companies as of, you know, as we speak uh, for a partnership like that. And on the other hand, I think what we are going to experience is basically uh, it's, it's a step in the direction to having a smart glasses that's generally available to public. Right. So where we are at with the Google glass is a very, early stage of the smart classes, you know, revolution, you can say. Yep. And what we're, is that in subsequent versions of the Google Glass updates, uh, they might include accessibility layers and uh, they are, you know, looking at all those things as well. Uh, but right now, this is an enterprise device and it's only available to enterprises. So hence, their focus is a bit limited. Yeah, right. I believe as the market continues to open up and as companies like Envision can show a company like Google that, hey, you know, there is this market that really is interesting and you guys should definitely do something about this audience. They might definitely open up their product teams to put more thought and focus along with us to build accessibility layers and to make their products more mainstream over a period of time if companies like Envision get enough support from the market. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's... That's what I see happening. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a real game. It, you know, you really have to have to put a lot of thought into what you think is going to happen with that market and and which companies really seem to be positioning themselves and how true. they're true. how they're they're going to be positioning themselves. So, yeah, I can I can totally understand why that's probably not a real easy decision um, as a developer. Um, true. True. And, and, you know, to be honest, our focus has always and will always be software. Sure. You know, we want to get into hardware because hardware is a very, very, very difficult game to play. 
you know for yeah. winning i mean it's a very difficult game to play i mean there's so many hardware startups mm-hmm. uh, that come up and and you know uh, really find you know difficulty in gaining traction i think hardware is a game that's less best to the big guys right now and yeah. our focus is software um, and what we believe at envision is that the camera is going to play a huge part in the future of everybody sure. uh, you know out there so and we want to basically build the best possible software uh to be able to make use of you know and the cameras that are going to be out there so we want to be a software company we want to focus on computer vision google's also a company that's really focusing a lot on ai and computer vision these days so we sort of felt the alignment uh happening quite well there so that's why we decided to pick the platform and also like i said they are today i think they're making the best smart glasses uh most viable smart glasses out there in the market today yeah yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to, you know, to figure out what they're doing and to to get these smart glasses out into the market because I want a pair. That's fantastic. Well, listen. No, thanks. wait, wait, wait. How do I become a beta tester? Oh, Ryan, will you stop <laughs> with the wheel and the dealers? <laughs> Every software developer uh, needs a beta tester. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and at this point, we've... We'd love to have beta testers. So we have a very uh, nice beta testing community in the Netherlands. Like I said, you know, I mean, if you, you were in the Netherlands and you just had to just, you know, uh, drop me an email and I yeah. and you can just drop by our office and I can show you uh, what the glasses are capable of. So at the moment, we're sort of geographically restricted, you know, to the Netherlands in sure. terms of the beta testing. But uh, we're going to try to make ourselves available in as many conferences and as many uh, you know accessibility events as possible this year just to just to, to get people to experience the glasses and for them to see the magic in real yeah well we'll definitely get our boss steve to try and hook up with you at csun to take a look at them I'm, are you yeah, kidding? I'm going to sure. get Steve to send you over to the Netherlands so we can get rid of you. And you can, <laughs> At least just give me the CSUN anyway. problem as a paid <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I mean, I would love to, you know, let's just drop me an email and we'd like to, you know, have him at our booth and we can show him the glasses. And yeah, hopefully yeah. That, amaze, that will amaze him enough for you guys to also want to fight. All right. Well, listen, before we let you go to get back to work, uh, why don't you uh, let people know if they're interested in the app, where they can find the app, or where they can find Envision uh, online or on Facebook. Plug away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you are interested in trying the Envision app, you can search for Envision AI on the App Store or the Play Store. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Let's Envision. And you can just go to our website at letsenvision.com. And uh, on the website, we actually have a separate, you know, as soon as you come on our website, you'll see a banner that says, uh, if you're interested in the glasses, you can sign up for them here. So we will send you more information uh, about the glasses when it's ready for pre-order and so on. So if you're interested in the glasses, go to letsenvision.com and you'll see the link uh, to the glasses on the website. You can go and read about the glasses, what it's about. And then at the bottom of the page, there's a sign up option. Drop in your email, no spam. And we'll let you know when we have more info on the glasses. All right, Karthik, thanks again. Yeah. And uh, we'll All talk right. soon. Thank you so much, and Ryan and be- team. Thank best you so of luck. Much. All right, take care. Yeah. Well, that's that's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see what how this Envision app works once it's mounted on a, a pair of these smart glasses. And how that will, is going to stack up to some of the other options that are out there, right? Yeah, it's definitely going to be worth taking a look at, you know. Um, well, because really there's what? There's, okay, so there's 
Whether what's what's out there that's that is kind of like this? There's the OrCam. Or it's the OrCam. There's the CyberEyes. But even just on the app platform itself, there's Seeing AI. There's Canopy Reader. There's Voice Dream Reader. Voice Dream Scanner. Yeah, but I right? don't get the sense that I, I mean, the, and you've played with the Envision AI app, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty robust. Well, it is, and I think you know, it supports many more languages than the other offerings do. Yeah. Um, you know, it has a few other features, <clears throat> excuse me, features that the other apps don't have. So putting something like this, you know, on a pair of smart glasses makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. And the, the, I think I see the real advantage that these guys have is that over something like say OrCam, who've developed a product as a standalone product. And a proprietary product. Right. Whereas these guys have been working on this app for years and they perfected it. And really all this is, is they're porting the app over to um, a, a, you know, a wearable platform in the, in the form of Google Glass. Right. So, um, and they can continue to refine that app and continue to, to upgrade that app and sort of, and, you know, again, port those changes over to these, these glasses. So, I don't know. I feel like they, they could be really positioned really, really well in the marketplace because really there's only two or three different um, other products that are like it. And I, th- I really feel like these guys have the advantage of that app, that, that, that the power of the app that's been in development for so much longer. So it, it will be interesting to, to sort of see and see how their price point is going to compare mm-hmm. to the others. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's always better to have more options available to people um, than not. So it's always nice to see, you know, another competitor entering the marketplace in that space. Any, any other thoughts, Ryan? What are you excited about? Should we fly you to the Netherlands and get you to... Uh, no, I think just one of these days I got to get down to CSUN with, with Steve or you or somebody and see what's going on down there. I've been in this field 20 years, never been, so... Yeah, there you go. Time to go. Take an Uber. Take an Uber. <laughs> just, California. Just don't expense that. <laughs> don't expense that. It'd be cheaper than a taxi. <laughs> well, yeah. I wonder how much an Uber would go. What is it, an 18-hour drive? <laughs> Let's figure that out. Uh, well, yeah, you should. You should. You should definitely get do it down to One CSUN. Day. Uh, are you excited about CSUN, Steve? I, I can barely contain my enthusiasm. I can see that. Like I don't know, is it just kind of old hat to you? Like it is boring. Like to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, like what do you? I, do, are, there, are there workshops and stuff that they give, or is it just basically wandering around? I I, I generally just go to the show floor and uh, wander around until I run into somebody I know, and occasionally get dragged off somewhere for a meeting. And but uh, yeah, I I go there to look for new things, things that are right. new to the market, different, you know cheaper innovations, that kind of stuff. So do do a lot of the companies, like they'll give like a, not a, I guess not a workshop necessarily, but they'll like give a, like have demos yep. in different rooms and stuff? Yep. Hmm. Hmm. And how long does it run? Three days? I think it actually runs five. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, because they, well, they have pre-conference workshops and then they have, you know, the actual workshops that go on during the conference and then they have stuff afterwards. So, yeah, I think it's about five total. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Well, these guys are going to be at, at CSUN, so. 
We will see yeah. him there. Yes, he's already invited you, so. He's also invited Ryan to fly to, to the, the Netherlands, Netherlands to right. be a beta tester. Nice. Can I expense that? Mm. <laughs> yeah, there, goes, there goes the profit on the year. <laughs> well, I, can, I can fly, like, one way. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> hey, Netherlands supposed to be a beautiful place. Now, isn't that the place where they have the volcanoes? Isn't that the one that they had the big volcano eruption the other year? Uh, that was Finland. Was that Finland? Is it the same place? I know nothing about the, I know, I'm going yeah, to... I would nothing I would, about the Netherlands. I would, I would cut that out, that, that entire section there. You, you is Finland really the same as the Netherlands? Right <laughs> My European geography is a little bit fuzzy. Wow, apparently. Yeah. And, and somehow related Amsterdam? to Scandinavia as well. Oh, Scandinavia, <laughs> sure. Damn it. It's no, all very similar. We're keeping that in. It's all very similar. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways. All right. Let's hey wrap Ryan. it up. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? ATBanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at ATBanter.com. That was a good one. Yeah, I got some, got some, got some elbow arrows. on that one. <laughs> yeah, and hey, that's not it because there's also all kinds of social media opportunities. You can yell at us on Twitter. You can abuse us on Facebook. You can send us really glowing reviews on LinkedIn. And uh, you can compliment on the uh, pretty butt alt tagged pictures oh, on it, Instagram. The pretty butt alt tagged? Pretty butt. <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> the pretty butt. The pretty and alt tagged pictures. No, uh, for now, just I'm let, not sure. Uh, it in. <laughs> I'm not pretty butt. I don't know. <laughs> Steve gets his in inbox flooded with pretty butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure they're alt tagged. I approve this message. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see everybody next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Whoa, look at that. Master of the one take.